0: Right, so welcome to um, the podcast or whatever. Uh, this is a different kind of episode we're doing because it's just, first of all, it's just me and Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hello. Uh, uh, no Karen today. He's, he's living it up. He's gotten the get out of the country, which a lot of us really want to do right now. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, we're, Ryan is a writer. Um, how long have you been writing for, Ryan?
1: I have been writing for a little shy of four years now unprofessionally i might add but uh yeah i wrote this wee script just at the start of summer for something else to do and i really want to get working on it so i'm very excited because we are doing a table read which i've always wanted to do
0: yeah hopefully this uh will be fun and also gives ryan a chance to like hear what the script sounds like out loud and how it flows and stuff whenever it's being performed, kind of. We'll both pick a character. Um, do you want to give a brief synopsis of what it's
1: about? Yeah, so the story is called They Stumble Upon Two Dead Fuckers, which is fairly self-explanatory in a way. But yeah, basically just two young friends take a shortcut on the way to a session to a forest where they stumble, unfortunately, upon two pure swords And... As they dive deep into the investigation as to what happened, strange things are afloat, as Holmes or the other guy would say.
0: Good description. Now, I've read this a few weeks ago, but you've made some tweaks, haven't
1: you? I did, yeah. I did a rewrite the other week, so I added a good extra couple of pages to it. A couple of designers I think you'll be a fan of.
0: (laughs) Some stuff I'm seeing for the first time. Um, You wanted it to be uh, like a short film, yeah?
1: oh absolutely yeah
0: okay so yeah that's basically the gist so hope you uh will have fun joining us on this little journey or whatever how did i get this so sorry by the way it's the first time we're using skype doing screen recording and stuff hope it looks okay and um if you're okay. listening to it as long we're as just I gonna read it to you like a I'm all good <laughs> if you're if you're listening to it, it's just gonna be a wee story for you. Like a picture like it's an audiobook or something. But if you can see it, then you can see how the master writes the scripts. So <laughs> here we go. So who who are you gonna pick you have first pick since you're the writer?
1: Um Uh well Marty's my f- personal favourite, so I'll opt for Marty. Oh. If I'm fine with you.
0: Cool. all right then I'll be Oi. So do you wanna do the well, it's been a while since I've been in tech or done script talk. What's the thing he called? The action line?
1: You want to yeah, read the action. Action. yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a bit of both. Okay. okay. We good no. to go? Yep. Lovely. Okay, so page one. Hmm. <laughs> Super over black. Talk sense to a fool, and he calls you foolish, Euripides. Over this, we hear the soft wind breezing between thin tree branches in an eerie yet beautiful silence. A silence quickly broken by two voices. Fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fade in. Exterior. Beaver forest. Day. The lovely open forest. A bland grey day. Glides above ominous. Various shots of the land's vacancy. With each visible shot, these two voices get closer to us. Is that what I think it is? Indeed
0: it is, aye. Eh?
1: Fuck. Well,
0: what is it? What do you mean, what is it? What do you think it is? I don't know. That's why I asked. It really couldn't be anything else now, could it? Suppose.
1: But just so we're both abundantly clear here.
0: (laughs) For fuck's sake, Marty. What do you think it is? It's a dead body lick. Doesn't take much deduction or reasoning to work that bit out.
1: We now find two friends, Ollie and Marty, early 20s. Ollie's handsome, composed-looking. Marty's practically the opposite. He carries an eight-pack of Rockshore cider in his hand. Ollie has a rock sack slung over his shoulder. POV, at their feet. They stare down a fat, bloated, beheaded corpse. A crimson pond rests where the head should be located. The corpse lies underneath a sheet of tree leaves and thick, weedy branches, as if an act of chivalry performed by a bunch of brain-dead Vikings. Over the poor bastard, dead fucker number one. And POV as Marty and Ollie stand motionless. I know that much, aye? Well, what are you confused about? I mean, how do we even know that it's a dead body? Ollie turns his head to Molly. There, Ollie turns his head to Marty with a burning glare, then looks down at the corpse, back to Marty. You are joking, aren't you? Well, where is his head?
0: How the fuck should I know? Some silly sausage probably took it as a souvenir or memento or something. Gross.
1: Marty looks up to the trees above him, squints his eyes. Maybe it's up a tree or something. What? His head. Maybe it's up a tree or something. Like say a bird's using his hair as a nest for its wee critters and that. I do that with my dog. Who's coincidentally just barking outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <so> I <exciting. laughs> do that with my dog. Trim her fur, keep it out in the back doorstep for birds to pick up later and build a nest with. You
0: are a sublime fluid, Martin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh thanks Ollie.
0: <laughs> So your theory is this guy here has had his head stolen from a bird? Well, I didn't say that the bird killed him. Why well, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You said maybe his head's up a tree or something. What kind of bird could possibly carry a head that large?
1: How do you know his head is big? Ollie blatantly waves his fingers at the fat corpse.
0: Just look at the size of the cunt. He's hardly likely to have a head that says those weird-ass-looking goombas from that shitty Super Mario Bros. film. <laughs> ah, <laughs> beautiful. Uh, I
1: don't know how you feel towards that.
0: <laughs> Wait, pause, pause game. Just for the people that don't know, uh
1: we've had a cultural excursion.
0: We've had a cultural
1: excursion. scenario. There they go. That's what they look like. Yep. In case you've never seen the film, but you've seen that before, that's how.
0: That's what they look like.
1: That's how they would look in live action, according to Hollywood.
0: Uh-huh. Great movie. I miss anyway. you both
1: Hoskins every day. Even though the film nearly killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so Marty winces, but not at the sight of the corpse. Why the fuck would you bring that
0: up, Bolly? Wasn't easy. Trust me. And plus, the human head is the heaviest part of the body, so... Is it? It is, eh? Huh? In theory, it amounts to the weight of a bowling ball. Carrying any human head could be proven quite difficult. So, what's your theory now, Marty?
1: Marty pauses, strokes his chin, generally processing. Uh, I don't know boy. Maybe one of those beach chickens carried it away. Ollie glares at Marty. A what? A beach chicken. An eternal beat as Ollie absorbs this. What the fuck is a beach chicken? Oh, come on, you know well what a beach
0: chicken is. I have no shame in letting I <laughs> the
1: beach chicken. You know those big, loud, white fox you always see on beaches, swarming down on people, eating chips or dogs or ice cream or whatever? Oh. I mean the beach chickens are eating the dogs, not their owners. Not <laughs> Vietnamese or something.
0: Do you mean seagulls?
1: Aye, one of them. And maybe one of those seagulls carried out away. A seagull? Aye.
0: Big, loud picky seabird in a forest carries away a human head aye. how could a seagull possibly carry away a human head
1: oh sure you're not seeing the size of those guns mother of christ they get bigger as the sea levels get higher that's how you know just how fucked the current climate in the modern food chain is we've got seagulls nowadays carrying away chihuahuas at beaches fucking mad stuff like Ollie lets out an agonised sigh Marty looks up to the trees I think that's what happened aye? I think a big bird must have carried it away has definitely been up there somewhere. Like his hair's definitely been used as a nest. Ollie crouches down, examines the body on closer inspection. Well,
0: what if he was bald?
1: Marty looks down at the body for a good while. Don't do this to me, Ollie. Wait a <laughs> we should probably leave while we're at it. What? You know, fear-raising and such. We could be standing here for a good long while trying to put the pieces together like your man, Trumbo, and then end up getting caught or wrongfully accused or something like that. Not quite ideal, is it? Colombo. Aye, we don't want to be sent down there. It's a shithole of a country, apparently.
0: Oh, sweet Edward G. Robinson.
1: <laughs> you get what I mean, though. We should probably leave, like, now, in case somebody sees us.
0: This place is completely fucking vacant, Paul. No one's going to see or even
1: hear us at this rate. I'm just being cautious, that's all. I don't want to get caught. I don't want anyone to hear us.
0: <laughs> Morning. you couldn't hear Whitney Houston's wet fart in this forest if you tried. Who's going to hear two guys hypothesizing about over the, de- sorry, over the demise of a decapitated body? Sure, if we do end up getting caught, I can
1: solely blame you. You're the one who suggested we take this shitty shortcut, the Nuggets. I can say the same thing about you. You're the one crouched down beside a fat fuck with a rucksack stuck on your back. I mean, Ollie stares at the straps on his shoulders.
0: What the fuck does
1: my rucksack stuck on my back have to do with anything? <laughs> we'll say some guy with a truck runs amok, then finds a fat fuck with a head hacked and another fuck with a rucksack stuck on his back. Dumbstruck, Hold on. he cuts back. What, what, what's with the fucking
0: poetry here?
1: I get creative when I'm nervous. <laughs> Rumble like a crackhead.
0: What's that little piece called then? A job in Castle Street. I had a Job Street.
1: <laughs> My point is, passers by will see that rucksack stuck on your back as a home to your murder weapon.
0: What? My fucking Jim Jams in a pack for a sleepover. Not,
1: you're not sleeping over at Nuggets, are you?
0: Aye, I am.
1: What, and you didn't invite me?
0: You've been invited to the sash. What, is that not plenty?
1: Marty's lip quivers. Fucking know, I'll have a good sleepover, man. You think I'm joking, don't you? About what? If someone sees us. I bet someone's up a tree watching us right now. Watch. Marty turns around to the open, empty forest, puts his hands between his mouth and bellows. I say, "Boo, boo, boo, let me see where <laughs> All he puts his hand over his mouth. <laughs> Hello. <Where are you? laughs> Marty shits himself, jolts a few feet forward.
0: Only having yawn, you dick. Fucking made me jump, man. Fairly funny, though. You can't lie.
1: Ah, uh, good stuff. Fun's over, prick. My right, man. couldn't resist. Whatever, Ollie. Can we just leave now, please?
0: Aye, fucking right. Enough. We've got Nugget's house to go to and you know? all. Huh? Nugget. He's having a house party soon. Remember? Is he? How did you forget you're holding the fucking cider, sure.
1: Arnie lifts his hand, observes the back. Alright, oh, there we go then. Gives us more incentive to leave.
0: Alright, let's bolt. You've got a good idea and you're wee noggin' for once.
1: Marty smiles softly, the sleepover seemingly forgotten. <laughs> they begin walking away from the headless corpse.
0: I'd better have some more music selections this time. What do you mean? Uh, I hope he doesn't whip out his guitar or stick on James Blunt again. I can't stand the cunt.
1: I'm going to say it here now. I think it's just one of those things which is fashionable to dislike James Blunt. Like people not liking bounty birds, they're fucking unreal, man. I don't like them. Scum.
0: Scum? You're on the Rock Shorts header dickhead. As if True. you've not tasted Rock Shores before.
1: <laughs> Are you a fan of Magnus, eh? Holy shit. Uh does the poke shit in the woods? <laughs> you know, if I had JP walk past us right now and squatted, I wouldn't be surprised. Like Ollie shakes us off, then Marty registers. So wait. How do I have a wee organ if the head is the heaviest part of the human body? What? You said the head was the heaviest part of the human body, so how do I have a wee organ if the head is the heaviest part of the human body? Ollie processes, but it's not worth it.
0: Just refrain from vocalising and we'll get on well tonight, okay?
1: Ollie heads on, Marty stops walking, Ollie turns.
0: What's up with you, ma?
1: Do you not want to be friends with me anymore?
0: Where'd you get that idea from? Do you think Vic Morrow over here was killed by his best friend?
1: I didn't say that.
0: Well, your general tone there implied that 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 seemed to be your thought process, so I'm just...
1: Who's Vic Morrow?
0: Ah, it's a long story. Quite uh, sinister, actually.
1: In reality, it really is very sinister. For those of you who don't know, Victor Morrow was an actor. He was in the Twilight Zone movie. They were filming a segment uh directed by john landis where he's travels in time and he winds up in the middle of the vietnam war in this fierce ongoing debate and he tries to rescue these two vietnamese children in this river where there's a helicopter flying above them mm-hmm. and uh they are hired illegally so then after all that the child protection laws in america like blew up to a substantial rate and saved more people but uh something happened there was a pyrotechnic malfunction so the helicopter Crashed down below everybody, and the rotor blades decapitated Victor Morrow and one of the kids, and the other one was crushed. It's, yeah, it's fierce stuff, so it is quite very sinister. And because oh. there's actual footage available of it, which is kind of fucked, but yeah. really, mm-hmm, I've seen it not in the film, of course, but obviously, yeah. some someone leaked it and had to like get that message across. Like, this is how uh, not to shoot a film, <laughs> yeah. okay? Well, yeah.
0: Uh, we're not, we're not going to show that, but if that sounds something like you're interested in, give it a wee Google, because we're not going to show you up. You anywhere. can just go and read it. it's probably on there, no bother. <laughs> <laughs> is that the, they did the, the, um, the plane one in the movie, didn't they? They did the, the game in the, in the movie?
1: They did, yeah, I can't remember which segment that was, I there was like six or something in the film, isn't there?
0: It's terror from ten, what is it, thousand feet or ten thousand feet or something?
1: Terrorist. I know Spielberg did one. It might have been that they
0: redid the plane one. And the have you seen the Jordan Peele?
1: Um, I haven't actually. I've been
0: meaning to. The fun uh, because we're doing a podcast. The episode that they've recreated, they've just recreated the title of that one, but it's not the same because the original one there's like the monster on the wing of the plane. But in this one, the guy is doing. You know the annoying. What do you call him? He's the the annoying guy in Step Brothers. Um, who as kids like sing the. Oh, um, wow, Scott. yeah he's in it. <laughs> and um he is on a plane and he finds like uh like a wee headset that has a podcast on it and the podcast is being recorded um it, it's about no sorry it's about the plane that he's on and it's like about like a mystery like the plane that disappeared but Ooh. the podcast like He's listened to the podcast about his own plane, and he's trying it's to like simple convince simple everyone simple. that the plane's going to go missing. It's really good. And, of course, very Twilight Zone stuff has a good twist. But, aye, uh, anyway.
1: Um, is that where that Simpsons episode gets the inspiration from? The Three Eyes of Horror? You know where Bart says that, like, leprechaun or something, or that gremlin on the side of yeah, the bus? Is, uh, that, is that what it was based yeah, off of? Just, yeah. It just came it up head there. I thought that sounds a yeah. familiar.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah. Or it's, uh, it's a long story, quite sinister, actually.
1: I just feel like you don't like me as a mate anymore. Ollie takes a few steps forward, placing a sympathetic arm around Marty's shoulder. Yeah, man.
0: You mean well, Marty, but you're exhausting.
1: Ah, ah that explains it, yeah. Ollie smirks <laughs> and walks forward, pulling out his phone from his team pocket. Soon enough, Marty finally registers. Wait, hang on a sec. I'm exhausting. Just what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Ollie turns back quick. <laughs> Don't take it personally. It's just, it's just the way it is. Some
0: things are just out of your control.
1: So what? You think I'm You think I'm stupid? Aye, uh, a good bit stupid. A good bit of stupid. Jesus, how have I cope with being your friend all these years? Because there is nobody, and I mean nobody
0: else in the world, like me, with precious and time to waste, listen to you, waffle on about your stupid conspiracy theories, inconsequential hypothesis, and the packaging of bread. I didn't bring that last bit up today. Uh, yet, you didn't? It's a genuine concern! I'm just concerned
1: for your basic intelligence, that's all. Get, get. <laughs> Marty finally shoves Ollie backward, making him tro- trip on a large log. He loses his footing, falling a good couple of feet behind him. As he falls to the forest earth, he lands on an even bloodier corpse, Ed intact, but you know, aside from Still dead.
0: Ah, oh, fuck me.
1: Ollie Joel's back to his feet, wincing. What's wrong? Oh, wow. The two looked down at the body. Unlike his predecessor, this corpse is not so well hidden. Over this, dead fucker number two. Uh, there's a body. a oh, oh, superb work there, Jessica Fletcher. Where'd he come from? The two circle their eyes across the empty forest. I didn't just push you into a portal, did I? Huh? I think I pushed you into a portal or something. Say the log there, the one you tripped on.
0: You you
1: fucking pushed me? You can't? Say the log you tripped on there. There's a portal on its side and you fell into it.
0: You pushed me?
1: Landing in some kind of odd, interdimensional mindfuck somewhere else that's a bit different to your basic lifestyle world. And you fall back into reality on the other side, You crash into the ground there. Ollie, exhausted and shivering with fear, glares at him.
0: So, why the fuck? Would that make it a portal if I just fell back into the same spot with absolutely zero time difference?
1: Ma, anything? I meant in the sense of, what if that dead fucker there is like your future self or something? like?
0: fuck off, Marley. My future self? See what I mean about you and your stupid fucking theories?
1: You're fucking ridiculous, man. i I'm just hypotenizing, No need to bite my head off. Hypotenizing? Or whatever the word it was you used earlier.
0: Hypothesizing. That's the word I used earlier. Hypothesizing.
1: Alright, uh, swings and roundabouts.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, stop. It's another dead fucker. We know that much. And I know for a fact it's not me,
1: alright? Well, nobody must admit they have a dead version of themselves.
0: You're right. But I know it's not me. How do we know it's not your future self?
1: Oh, can I? Come on. Look at him. Con's clearly been through plenty of shit in his time. God bless the weak critter. Seems to me that there appears to be a homicider on the lease. Huh? What? what? homicider? Yeah, you know those mad boys who kill loads of other boys for fun and some police boys try to hunt down those mad boys?
0: Well, I just landed on one of those homiciders victims. Ugh,
1: what did he smell like? Huh? What did he
0: smell like? Because of shit what he smells like, I was too busy screaming.
1: Ollie wipes his entire body with his hands in a frenzy. Oh my God, I'm the bath. Marty leans forward and takes a big sniff of Ollie. Yeah, you do smell like shit. So <laughs> <laughs> you take a closer inspection on this particular body. His lips and chin stain dark red. Lower body oozing with blood. Multiple bullet slugs protruding from his stomach. Very recent looking. They wince as if as they watch the blood run down his stomach and under the earth, as if racing. Ah, it's mad. It's going about the place like. What's going about the place? You know, killing bodies and disposing them in Beaver Forest. Not very well, though, I might add. A bit sloppy-like. Not exactly how I would have executed a murder ploy.
0: Well, I don't think this guy's death was planned. What do you mean? Looks to be here that these two poor fuckers suffered from a severe case of deal gone wrong.
1: I implore for more. Ollie turns the camera grins, and we enter exterior. Beaver Forest Day, flashback, grainy flashback, 1.90.1 aspect ratio, 40 stock footage style, honky tonk piano oh. music plays over. I love this segment, it's my favourite. <laughs> Find Big Hank, the headless chap, a casually approached by Bullet Guy, the oozing gentleman, black leather briefcase in hand. They're both alive and well, yes, heads and insides unblemished. The light Bullet Guy waves, smiles, reaches Big Hank, finding themselves in the exact same location as Marty and Ollie. Ollie's voiceover syncs with their inaudible speech.
0: Say these two guys were doing a pickup like money or something. They made up, exchange, the usual back and forth carry on. Hi, what's the crack? How's the missus? How's the prostate? You know, all that plate shit.
1: Boring stuff, hi. Eh? Exterior of Beaver Forest present, Ollie pacing around the scene like Poirot.
0: Then, something or other happens to dampen the atmosphere. I don't really know just yet. Could be anything really. You know what gangsters are like. Not much call to kill folks these days.
1: Could be some ninjas burst onto the scene, like some mad Chinese boys. Exterior, beaver forest, flashback. Six ninjas somersault into frame. One slices off Big Hank's head with one clean swipe. The other guy attempts to fight back with his briefcase before another ninja slices his stomach with the letter Z. They just flip around, you know, slicing the concept about like there's no tomorrow. One gives them the mark of Zorro, then they flee the scene for us to stumble upon.
0: Beep, 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 beep. Back up a fucking sack.
1: Exterior, beaver forest, present.
0: Why would a ninja... Blemish the mark of sorrow on someone?
1: I mean, I would surely dampen any atmosphere I was in. <laughs> All he glares at Marty is if he just grew a tail. Continue.
0: Thank you. So they're conversing, acquainting, or what have you?
1: Exterior, Beaver Forest flashback. Bullet Guy and Big Hank now in the middle of a tense debate. In the home-up, Big Hank produces a handgun, firing multiple bullets into Bullet Guy's stomach, who drops to his knees.
0: Then, as tradition goes, things get tense, all trust flies straight out the window. The oozing gentleman down there gets... The oozing gentleman down there gets shot a few times by the headless guy.
1: Exterior view before his present. Where can the headless guy shoot him if he has no head?
0: When he did have a head, he shoots this guy down here.
1: Exterior viewer before his flashback. Bullet guy, with all of his Spartacus might, staggers back up to his feet, clutches his stomachs, flooding with blood. Bullet
0: guy gets back up. Approaches, we'll call him Big Hank.
1: That's a good name. As voiceover continues in <laughs> montage, on unsheaths a machete from his person effortlessly, decapitating Big Hank in one big, one clean swipe. Bullet guy rolls Big Hank's head like a bowling ball as it tumbles on the river bank swiftly carried away by the stream. Bullet guy moves to Big Hank's body, carefully placing branches over the headless corpse. Bulugay staggers across the forest before collapsing.
0: Cheers. So Big Hank gets hurt quite bad. As Bullet Guy grabs a fucking machete or samurai out of his pocket or some mad shit like that, decapitates him, throws his head into the river down over there and hides the remains. Bullet Guy attempts to make his way out of the forest, eventually succumbing to the bullet wounds. Thus,
1: exterior beaver forest, 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 present, back to normal, music abruptly stops.
0: The scene we're currently
1: contaminating right now. Marty pauses, takes in this account, vaguely nods his head. I'm not hugely intelligent. But that just is what happened here. That's good, right? I mean fuck Trumbo shit a fair amount of bricks now. Columbo Yeah, they don't build their houses with bricks down there apparently, like the rest of America, too. It's all just fucking wooden planks and lollipop sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and Columbo to decontextualize is a, a classic TV's detective, the wave raincoat and a glass eyes, absolute legend. You ever watched Columbo, haven't you, Jordan?
0: No. I have watched it, but I know what you're on about.
1: You love it, so you know how like every episode starts the pre-credit sequence. Every 15 minutes, it shows like the murder actually happening, uh, and how they like orchestrated. But like the rest of the episode, it's up to Columbo trying to figure it out. But we know all that's happened. But oh, he's very right. he's very okay. clever at picking sure. apart the pieces. But he's obviously confusing Columbo with Columbia and mm-hmm. or Columbo with Dalton Trumbo. He was a communist Hollywood screenwriter. So <laughs> okay. So, if it was a date you'd gone wrong, where's the money? I didn't say there's money for
0: sure. That's just what it looks like to me. Although, landing on his body felt harder than it should have been. Sure God knows how long
1: they've been here. His body must have been really stiff. Aye. Ollie rolls his jacket sleeve up in one hand, burrowing it inside his sleeve, covers his mouth and nose with the other sleeve, then kneels down to the body. He digs his burrowed hand underneath its back, blindly scuffling through. As he does, the body's jacket pocket opens slightly, revealing an all-bloodstained machete.
0: Ha! Told you, machete. Huh. weird. What? There's blood on his weapon, but it looks too old. What do you mean? Look at the blood on his tummy there. It seems more recent. What are you saying? I'm saying... I don't think he used that machete to kill Big Hank over there. Wait, I feel something.
1: Ollie reaches around more than finds purchase. He pulls his arm back hard, slipping out the black leather briefcase underneath Bullock corpse, as if conjured straight from Ollie's own dramatisation. Fuck. Is that...
0: I think it's money, aye.
1: Oh, it's is getting spooky now.
0: In what way?
1: Well, the two of us happen to stumble upon a soon-to-be crime scene, then deduce exactly how everything occurred before finding a potential murder weapon, then take money not intended for us. Need I say more?
0: What's your point, man? It's a bit... immoral,
1: isn't it? Don't you think?
0: Well, it's pretty clear to me
1: they killed each other, like. I know, but... Frankly, Ollie, I'm a bit scared. What if he wakes up and sees us taking the money?
0: He's not going to wake up. The guy's stone dead.
1: He could be one of the undead. Ollie rises to his feet with the case and begins walking on.
0: I don't have any more time to listen to all this drivel, Martin. I'm going home.
1: Where are you going? Home. I just said that. You're not taking all that money with you, are you? I am, yes. You're not going to Nuggets, then, I take it? I'm not, no. But you're still taking the money?
0: I am, yes.
1: When you're not giving me any?
0: I'll give you half of this money if you come with me right now.
1: Marty looks down at the body, sombre. Eventually, he nods and follows Ollie. They walk on across the open forest together. Sad, though, isn't it? What is? Death and all that. It's sinister.
0: Well, you're right but we all got to fuck it into the ground and become worm food at some point.
1: Suppose. A beat as they dander together in silence.
0: Stephen, you said that there was a bunch of mad boys killing each other, killing other boys and disposing their bodies here. Did that actually happen? Aye. It's going about the place, like, rapidly, it seems. Evidently. I'll get a wee article up here, see if there's any similarities to this shit show.
1: Ollie reaches into his jean pocket, then freezes.
0: Ah, shit. What's wrong? I've left my fucking phone back there.
1: They turn around, looking in the direction of the scene. Quiet. Lifeless. What do you think it is? Better not be a bested
0: That's Else I'll scream. Ah, shit. One second.
1: Ollie hands Marty the case, then sprints back to the body. Marty slowly trails behind, watching Ollie frantically throw leaves and branches away, digging about for his phone. It's always in the last place you look like. Look like <laughs> what? No, I mean, when you lose something, it's always in the last place that you look, isn't it? Schrodinger's Law or whatever the fuck.
0: What are you on about?
1: I mean, when you lose something and you're looking for it because you've lost it, it's always in the last place that you look. All he stops what he's doing, looks up at Marty.
0: Well, of course it fucking is. As Billy Connolly once blatantly stated, why would you keep looking for something after you found it? Stupid cunt.
1: leave Big Yen alone.
0: Talking about you? Oh? Fucking hell, please. Just fuck off, Marty. Please just fuck off. I'm not in the fucking mood. Here, can we just say, by the way, Jordan does not curse. Jordan does not do F-words, so I'm devoting my my, uh, purity for Ryan's cause here. That's time how, how best that I am. Jordan doesn't curse.
1: I wish I could say the same, but yeah. <laughs> Keep some mouth on you, boy. <laughs> Ollie proceeds looking around more. Marty still watches, then looks around the forest, swallows his tears. You swear too much.
0: Better than you, dickhead. <laughs> we we were just. Wow, well, I didn't know that part. I was that's a new part, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's that's why I was like, how to find that? clear that yeah. in there somewhere. Bang, I you like I was
0: just talking about the curse?
1: <laughs> Marty lets this sink in, then turns around more. Okay, lookout. Good old... Ollie digs around more. Eventually, finds his phone on the other side of Bullockay's body. He grins. Ollie opens his phone, scrolling through. As Ollie checks his phone, Bullockay's eye's, eyes twitch. Ollie's oblivious to this, scrolling through his phone some more.
0: Hey, Marty. I read a wee article here. Wait a minute.
1: Just then, Ollie freezes, a deer in headlights. Wait a minute. What? Ollie looks at Bullet Guy's body, finds another inside jacket with a wallet sticking out of it. Ollie grabs it, just <laughs> various cards and vouchers. That is his wallet? Check his ID there, see who this geezer is. Ollie finds an ID card, then his face drops. Joe Bloggs? Oh, fuck off.
0: <laughs> I'm serious, it says here Joe Bloggs on this?
1: All he throws the wallet over to Barty, he catches it and verifies for himself. All the while, the body's eyes shoot open. Extreme close up shot, ID card, two blogs. Surely not. I mean, people can get their names changed on passports, right? Only makes sense if. you seriously trying to tell me this is the con that's named in every single fucking hypothetic school scenario known to man? You don't think it's all based off of him, do you? <laughs> Before Marty can respond, Ollie's arrest is now in the tight grip of Bullet Guys, or at least Joe Bloggs' his dirty, bloodied fist. <laughs> Joe Bloggs' his eyes half open, delirious, but still very fucking scary. In a weak, groggy voice, I- I'll do Joe Bloggs fucking. <laughs> Marty! <laughs> Marty! Marty turns back, shocked, as Ollie attempts to free himself from Joe's surprisingly tight grip. Christ, don't you say so! Hold on, Ollie! Ollie! <laughs>
0: You're really fucking strong for a dead fucker?
1: I told you he wasn't dead. Marty drops the briefcase, grabbing a can from the aid pack then pegs it in their direction. It whacks off the side of Ollie's head, then ricochets, pulling <laughs> into Jew's face, his head crashing back to the earth. Oh, fuck, sorry, man. Marty grabs the large log that Ollie tripped on, lifts it. Ollie falls onto his back, briskly rubbing the side of his head. He looks behind him. Marty's charging forward like a Protestant Spartan. They <laughs> Warden. <laughs> what are you doing Marty Marty lifts the large log high above his head take that zombie cunt Marty no Marty brings the log down hard smashing Joe Bloggs' skull the body rapidly twitches Marty watches above guilt ridden before lifting the log above his head again then strike Joe Blo- strikes Joe Blogs' ribs and again and again and a couple more times until Marty's drenched in Joe Blogg's dark fresh blood while Ollie watches second Marty observes his human canvas There we go. (laughs) Now they both don't have a head. Well, he still has a head, just not a very suitable one to go about the place with, like. Ollie staggers back up to his feet, making his way to the case. Picks it up. He looks at Joe, mashed with blood. Oh, March King, what have you done? (laughs) What? Saved you from the undead. You're welcome, by the way.
0: Aye, my tumour's in high praise of you. Thanks a bunch, mate.
1: Oh, right. Sorry about that. But, still, saved you from the undead. Can't get mad at me. Well, if he was undead, then you properly fucking killed him now. Good. Saves him coming back to us. Marty throws the log far behind him. Ollie shakes his head and staggers away. Marty (sighs) watches, then looks down at the bashed corpse, visibly confused. Wait, I'm a bit confused, so... Should I not have done that? Ollie turns back around, rubbing his head still. I need a second, please.
0: And they process all this foul aroma of shite.
1: Marty watches, puzzled before Ollie gets the right words.
0: Just to reiterate just to reiterate for you here, Martine, in case you're not quite grasping the gravity and severity of the situation we're in right now, as of this moment, I'm going to walk out of this forest. I'm gonna make my way home, I'm gonna unzip this rucksack to <laughs> to get my gym jams on. I'm gonna make a nice mug of tea and watch some Sopranos and I'm going to do all this tonight right before you and I get into trouble right before a whole bunch of law enforcement boys arrive here and see us two very suspicious looking individuals covered in blood wielding about giant logs and carrying away large heavy briefcases at the scene of a very grisly crime involving a beheaded manatee and what seems to be the physical embodiment of an urban school legend
1: grizzly on my part apologies
0: um, it was a year ago yesterday. I finished Sopranos, by the way. Mad, Julian Oh wow! Oh. Yeah. I still
1: need to get back onto series two. On my rewatch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was a brilliant uh, little piece from Ollie there.
1: Oh. Very beautifully worded. Thanks very much.
0: Um. No, Marty. You listen to me, right? You killed Joe fucking blogs. Let that sink in. But if we leave. You can keep half of whatever's inside this heavy boy right here if you wash those
1: nasty fucking hands right now. Ollie turns back, walking on. Huh? My hands are perfectly fine. Marty trails behind Ollie again, looks down at his hands, which are drenched in blood. They slowly exit frame as they walk on, our eyes fixed on the open forest. Wow. Yeah, you're right, my hands could do with a good scrub.
0: Or like your fucking heck do with a good scrub.
1: His head actually did feel pretty heavy as I was crushing it, but it was easier than I expected it to be. Logged it all the work, too. Just one more thing. How are we going to get this briefcase open? That uh, there's another story for another time. Okey-doke. Their voices become faint in the distance. All is silent. We're left with joe's body. The same peaceful yet ser- eerie wind breezes again. Pan away from the body, slowly, to the far side of the forest. We find... A well-suited man, briefcase in hand, making his way through the forest, oblivious to the recent events. He stops in his tracks, waiting patiently. He begins to look around the forest, checks his watch, and tuts.
0: Can I do well-suited, man?
1: Yes, of course.
0: He's always fucking late.
1: The man waits around more. Then he hears strange groaning from afar. He frowns, begins walking to its source. Battered POV, Joe blogs blood and dirt in his eyes, looks up to find the well-suited man looking down on him, eyes bursting wide open with confusion. He winces before displaying the large briefcase in the air.
0: Ah, oh, fuck me. Ah, uh, Are you well, Joe? Uh, got your money, man?
1: Joe blogs, groans more, his eyelids twitching, before they slowly shut as we fade to black. Marty! Ollie! The end. <laughs>
0: oh. That ending was new, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, I rewrote it a few weeks ago. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, do I really want Joe Blocks to say something? Or is that kind of like his final phase of becoming a zombie or something? I don't know. If um, he really uh, is indeed one of the undead.
0: Tell the folks what the original ending was.
1: I'm trying to think what it was. I think it's kind of the same, but the well-suited man didn't show up. So like it just seemed to be Marty Nolly actually left mm-hmm. with money. But I felt like, oh, if I bring an actual businessman into the mix who actually has the money and say Big Hank is just some unfortunate guy, he was walking down the forest and gets his head eaten off by a, a, a becoming zombie, a maturing zombie, if you will, and Marty and Ali, yeah, briefcase is open to interpretation, so to speak.
0: Yep. Well, I like, about, about a fruit fruit. The case of fruit, fruit. <laughs>
1: Not just syringes or sex toys or whatever, but yeah well really, I... yeah, it's just for the viewer to decide to decide whenever this eventually gets made, but
0: I think it whenever I first read it, it read well, but I think it sounds it flows well whenever it's said it loud too
1: the dragon, yeah. yeah, I love how your I love how your theory was like oh was Marty right about the portal yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I thought it <laughs> was, maybe common. it
0: was uh probably. yeah
1: um. It's very interesting, because I went back and I thought, oh, what if I could, like, actually do something with that? And I was like, no, nah, it's going to be too complicated. <laughs> I'm recording for... Sorry. Cut me in here <laughs> we,
0: should... we can get the more... dog. We can get more views if we get the dog in. hmm We'll get more views if the dog's here.
1: Um... It's true, she looks so pissed off as I was getting her out.
0: <laughs> but, uh... I think that is something that could easily be made, and if if you'll help me, I would like to help you make it. Um, Absolutely, then without a doubt, I, you'd be involved. Um, I think I really like the little subtle changes you've added, and it's a good balance of sort of like a drama mystery and the comedy as well. Um, the dialogue to me seems really realistic and. Back and forth and Panther the way friends would be. Um, I almost want to see a, a like a little cutaway to where but I, I like how well contained it is. It's like a bottle episode, but it's just a bottle short film. Just sits in the park. But I almost want to see uh, what do you call them? Nuggets, Party. like at the height of like everything going on, like where with your with uh, a Marty smashing up your man's face. Mm. Just cuts like Nuggets Party, and they're sitting there listening to like Mr. Brightside said something. They're like, Party and in without their rock show. Sure. Just shows they're having just the most normal time ever, and it just cuts that
1: down. Just... <laughs> 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 yeah, I actually love that. Oh, there we
0: go. But,
1: I think we're gonna say, uh, he does whip out his guitar and
0: starts playing James Bond again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <better> sweet symphony. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. As I said, I've read before. Ryan has written a lot of scripts, a lot of great scripts. I've read quite a lot of them, but not all the way through. I've read the other one he's that I've read. There's a lot is, of unfinished is, stuff as well. A lot of my earlier stuff, uh huh, yeah, to be completed. I think this is fun, and I, I don't even know who's listening. We're very sporadic with the way we release stuff. Um, last time we got all so special. Um, I would like to get back to doing more stuff whether it's table reads or whether it's just simple movie reviews or something but um whenever kieran comes back we're hoping to do um is it disruption in
1: four winds you want to do disruption in four winds indeed yep you want to tell them what that's about to get them excited for it yeah so a disruption in four winds i wrote at the height of the first lockdown way back last year because i'm i still currently employed at the lyric theater but never had any prior knowledge or experience in how to write a stage play since i only really did write short stories or feature films So I thought I just decided to give it a go for something to do, so I came up with this idea called A a Disruption in Four Winds and or Certain Friends to Have During a Break-In. Kind of like an inspiration to Birdman, you know, and or the... what is it? I've completely forgotten it. (laughs) Virtue of Ignorance or something. Oh, what's it called? Birdman and or? Um... Why can't I think of the name? What the hell? The unexpected virtue. Oh, the of unexpected virtue, of virtue Oh my god. I was really struggling there. But yeah, so the basic synopsis is we're just in someone's apartment. We have three friends. We got Decky, who's a writer. And uh we got Jahadi Patty Powers, who's a uh, the local drug dealer. Uh <laughs> 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 oh, legend. Yeah. And we've got uh, Saul... And the third character is Saul, the Bible basher Beckett. Obviously, he's the devout Christian of the group. So it all just kind of took inspiration from a lot of debates and conversations I've had. A good couple of those conversations were with our loyal tech ones, Jordan, as you may remember. And um, so I just thought I'd very like to stick this in somewhere. But as like a longer format, I think it'd be too... I'd lose concentration in people if I put that in a film, so to speak. Mm. Like, There's only so many films you could fit in one location and have it captivating, but I thought, our oh, plays do it, so I'll, I'll just start something new and write that, and absolutely loved it, and yeah, three full I acts. And, obviously... it and it works
0: really well as a play, I can really see it, and the characters, Ryan's really good at writing characters, and making them realistic, and making them <laughs> stick to like like Stop. to their type of character, like the but not in like a stereotypical way. So, like, Saul, the like Babel Basher, um, whenever I used to write stuff, it would be very easy to like just sort of throw a line to anyone because you're like, oh, it's a funny line. Orion's good at being like that character would say it and they would add this bit and they would say it that way. Um, but yeah, um, it feels a game like this, the way friends would talk to each other, um, but it's also has a gripping uh story to it, which you will see. But yeah, there's we'll do a wee bit of a multi what is it? We'll both have a few characters because there's only three of us, but there's how many characters mm-hmm. is it like five, five, there's five, but yeah, so that's something to look forward to. But this is um. Yeah, this was I Stumbled Upon Today. This is, this is a lot of fun.
1: I really enjoy this.
0: Me too. And hopefully this doesn't have to have much editing, because editing the podcast is a pain in the hole. <laughs> um, but this seems pretty like much easier than the discussions of the films and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, as
0: much fun as they are. But yeah, uh, sorry we haven't uploaded very much. Just harder than you think. They get boys the master guy doesn't shit up but um, yeah this has been a lot of fun look forward to more uh, table reads and more discussions and just more shit chat and stuff
1: um, any closing remarks Ryan? Um, I got to the Grandmaster Galaxy Super Mario Galaxy 2 the other day
0: oh my god yeah yeah. yeah like a, uh, Ryan real, I've never played a
1: bittersweet feeling
0: he'd <laughs> yeah, never played Mario Galaxy 2 before which is a sin so I lent him my copy of it, and, and
1: I what have you it? thought of it? I was actually stunned, like, as soon as I finished it, and then I was like, oh, you got 120 green stars to collect. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I managed to get them for, like, two days, I think, so.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a real bittersweet feeling. Soon as it was finished, I was like, damn. I just caught up with 11 years' worth of 240 stars, and that's it. Mm. No more. Great, great
0: game. What did you think of Yoshi
1: in it? was class, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the name of the galaxy. There's a, I really can't remember the name, but it's like a very, it's a very jazzy soundtrack. To it, it was like da da
0: da the throwback galaxy. It has Mario 64 That's the and one. It, it? And it's got like the giant yeah. at the top of the platform. Uh, yeah, they yeah. Re- they remade that level Mario Galaxy two. Whenever I seen that, my ten year old self was like, ah! <laughs> that was me you yeah. just last week. I was like, I love it. <laughs> uh, the Mario Galaxy two has lots of good soundtrack. The, the, do you know the Puzzle Plank Galaxy? um mm. It has like we fiddle it. I love Starship Mario's
1: theme as well. It's
0: uh-huh. just seemingly... um, yeah, we could even talk about games in the future, um, like the Mirity Galaxy games. Uh, <laughs> it just shows how good Mario Galaxy was
1: that it got a sequel, because Mario games don't really get sequels. Mm-hmm. And guess first Galaxy was obviously so ambitious as well when they had that kind of idea, and didn't know if it was going to work at all, and now it's like prepared to be like one of the best video games of all time. Like even yeah. I don't play that much video games, I don't play many video games, but I know that much and I know how good it is. I also feel the place in the heart, of course. On a squidgeman athlete. What is it? A Haribo squidgeman athlete. Are they those like remedies kind of ones. They're great. Oh, I can't even tell what colour they are <laughs> or what their They're shape a is. Softening. <laughs> um
0: yeah. Um I think that's us now. Uh, yeah. keep yes. an eye out for whenever things ease more. Uh, it's my mission to get this made and other projects that Ryan has undertaken. <laughs> so keep an eye out for it and support the arts guys. Support the arts, hashtag, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so this has been Jordan and Ryan of Shit Chat. Um Signing out. Hope you have a nice life. Um, and right. Yeah. Thanks for everybody. Yes. We we'll
1: hope to see you soon.